Welcome to the Late Night Race Review. With more clean laps than a high-end strip club, it's the Miami Grand Prix. We let Max Verstappen describe his drive today. Simply, simply lovely. As Checo hears radio silence. Alonso gets pulled over for watching TV while driving. And Red Bull put more distance between themselves and the pack than Ed Sheeran from a Marvin Gaye chord progression. We wrap it up with a look at our fantasy league and our predictions game, as always. Don't forget to support the podcast by hitting those like, follow and subscribe buttons. Welcome back to the Late Night Race Review. I'm Owen Scott and with me as always is the delightful Dave Jericho and the ingenious Isidro Consalvish. Uh, we are back with the Miami GP. And before we start, Dave, do you want to give us a quick little look at the F1 Fantasy League? Okay. For anyone new, we have a, an official F1 Fantasy League going, late night race review. And just a little update. We still have Stop Inventing at the top of the table. So nobody's managed to budge that person off yet. I have myself moved up to third. Everyone would be delighted to know. And Scotty, you are down in... 18th still in fact you've dropped to 18th um, and uh azidro you've moved up to 17th big, it surely. yeah big big movement going on this week <laughs> um all right well let's let's kick into it lads um let's get an overall view of of what we thought of the race first of all compared to compared to last year's race we'll talk a little bit about say the the hype around the race dave what did you feel um about this year's as opposed to last year's you know, this year I because I think the the hype last year ruined the race for me. I think I was kind of got caught up in the whole uh, kind of that sort of the the circus that went around with the race last year. Um, so I, I don't know, I kind of got under my skin a bit. So it kind of put me in a bad mood for the race. So this year I purposely blanked all that and thought I'm going to go into this just going to watch the race and going to watch qualifying and watch the race. Um, and then I accidentally caught the start of that driver introduction thing and uh i was like ah, and i just launched for the remote and turned it off so um <laughs> so that aside i missed all that but i think something needs to change for the miami grand prix and i don't have any answers or for, for what but i mean we had a green track we had a mixed up grid we had a bit of gusty winds surely like they, they were the, they were the ingredients for a fairly spicy race and we didn't get one. It was a fairly flat one. So I know something's got to change for next year. I don't know. I have no idea what, but you know, they've been given every opportunity to make an exciting race and it hasn't happened yet. Mm, possibly to give Max maybe one of those golf buggies that they brought him to the podium in instead of the Red Bull might make it a little bit more interesting. He'd still get first. You would. Isidro, <laughs> <laughs> what do you think of the race overall? Uh, the race overall, it was very good if you are in the Red Bull seat. <laughs> Otherwise, you get worried about seeing that your car, as fast as you may think it is, you just see the Red Bull red pass by you, and nothing you can do about that. But otherwise, I think it was it was good. Max yeah. show why he's the number one driver. He did a class job. All right. Now that you, you mentioned and Max there, well, let's get into to Max and and Red Bull and Max versus uh, versus Perez, Dave. Was there a chance yesterday for Perez? Do you think the that Red Bull kind of got in his way a little bit, or or what's your theory behind um, Perez's um, failure yesterday to take first place? I don't think Perez had anything to answer 
what Verstappen had. Um, don't think the team did him any favors. The strategy probably the strategy was was probably the optimal strategy, the tire strategy to be on to start the race. I mean, you could see everybody around was on the soft tires. Was people starting further back were on the hard tires, which made sense. Um, but as the race went on, it obviously came became clear that the hard tires were sort of uh, the better option. But I don't think he had anything to 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 give. I mean, we saw he was talking earlier in the in the the weekend that he just didn't have the confidence in the car, you know, the low grip or the, the fluctuating grip. So we could see that maybe in that overtake that Verstappen had on Perez into turn one, you could see he wasn't really overly aggressive in defending that um, or trying to hold that position. And I think maybe that kind of shows a little bit of the confidence that, or lack of confidence that he had in the grip and the ability. So yeah, overall, uh, I think, even if they had put him on a different strategy, I'm not sure. With that confidence factor, I'm not sure maybe he had an answer to, to Verstappen's pace. He, he was class this weekend. He really was. Mm, it, it seemed to be that that middle sector, just in the round when all the, the tire changes and pit stops were happening, that Verstappen seemed to put the pedal to the metal and, and mm. really pushed on. Checo, as you say, didn't really have an answer to him. No. Sandro, what, what did you think of, of Max in that middle stint there where he, he gained what was almost two seconds? Um, and kind of made Checo's pit stop a little bit Ill- illegitimate. <laughs> it was a lesson to see how Max can do uh, very well if you want. And yesterday, that strategy, it worked very well for him. He managed to take care of the tires far longer than the, than the team was expecting. And that was enough for him to just go in and get, what, the last 15 uh, laps and that was not enough for Paris to catch up. Mm-hmm. So that was a good lesson that Max knows how to drive and also knows a bit how to how to take care of the of the tires, even if there was a few issues that he would complain. But uh, he was solid last um, in the last race. Uh, Dave, is there is there anything behind? We heard Sky Sports kind of talking about there was no. Uh, radio talk back and forth between Checo and the pit wall as to how Verstappen was progressing um, and how that that pit stop was going to look for him. Is there anything to that there? Is there anything to look into there between Checo and and the Red Bull pit wall? It was a strange one, wasn't it? I mean, I did think there was there was no like you're you're hearing all the time constant communication with Max as to what the the gap was looking like after the pit stops um, to, to Perez. Yet Perez was getting no hurry up or, you know, managed tires or you can, you know, you can burn through these tires now. I mean, Max was getting told constantly, you know, you can use up the life of these tires now, push to, to, to you know, to, to let your, your uh, pit stop. Uh, yeah, it was, it was, it was a strange one, but I mean, I'll be honest. I, at the time I was looking at, you know, I think, you know, just Verstappen winning another race, it was just kind of like it was predictable. So I kind of wanted to see something different. Mm. So in that light, I was watching the race and I was kind of a bit annoyed. I was thought, you know, maybe they could have done something that would have given Perez a better shout and a better, you know, better crack at it. But I think even if they were communicating with him the whole time, telling him, I think all they were doing was telling him the inevitable. You know, you're, <laughs> you they may as well have just said on the radio, you are going to be overtaken by Max, you know, <laughs> towards the end of the race. So uh, be prepared. There was, I don't think there was anything he was going to do, even if they were in constant communication. 
Uh, Cedro, do you, do you think there is anything that he can do over the space of the season or should we just call this one? Max can start from anywhere in the grid and it's just inevitable. He is Thanos. <laughs> what do you think? I, th- I think if even if uh, Max and Paris, they both start uh, 19 and 20, they'll still end up uh, first and second. Mm-hmm. That's for sure. The Red Bull is just as good and we could see this um, this week the fact that Max had no trouble at all just flying past one two three cars at a time mm. just incredible the red bull yeah phenomenal there's there's no there's no catching them this season i think that's it as we said last week and i say every week and i probably will for the next uh, next few podcasts this season is is pretty much done i think um all right dave we move on to uh fernando alonso a little bit lonely in p3 there he was had a, had a quiet enough race but just seemed to kind of just tick away and do what he needed to do to get that podium do you know that's uh, that Aston Martin actually performed better apart from Lance Stroll, obviously, like starting at the back. But mm. I didn't expect Alonso to get third. When I kind of saw the the car over the weekend, I thought mm, they're not going. I thought maybe. Um, oh, I'll be honest, I thought the Ferraris were going to be a bit better, but I yeah, I just didn't think the Aston Martins were going to be as strong. Um, but yeah. Alonso held on, um, did a great job, and yeah, there was, there was there was no competition for that third place at all. Yeah, yeah, he was good, but out and that that there was there didn't seem any 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 um uh, any competition, but from Merck or, or Ferrari. And do you think over the space of the season that, that that this will change, or is it looking fairly nailed on that Alonso is going to take P three in that driver's title? I think there's some big upgrades coming for uh, in Imola for. Mercedes and and look we we'll talk about each uh, team individually later on but um I think we're going to see a bit of a shuffle happening here and I think Ferrari are possibly losing out here I think they're they're falling asleep at the wheel um Mercedes are introducing some updates in in Imola that and I'm not sure now if Aston Martin are doing the same but I think that may we we may start seeing whether after Imola, whether Mercedes are going to be able to, you know, start catching up to the Aston Martin and, and overtake Aston Martin in the constructors, um, or at least are they going to have a platform to be able to challenge? But we'll, yeah, we'll we'll see after after Imola, I think. Mm. And uh, Isidro Lance Stroll this weekend, nothing really to write home about. A pretty pretty bad qualifying, um, didn't get out of uh, Q one, and you know didn't really get up to much. He ended up in twelfth, I think, in the end. Uh, from back in 18th, but nothing really to write home about from Stroll today. No, it was a bit disappointing comparing with the with the previous um, in Baku, mm. but uh, Alonso was solid as well, and that was enough to get a few points. Although Stroll do need to keep his um, keep the points, otherwise Mercedes will slowly catch up on Aston Martin. Yeah, the consistency seems to be there for Mercedes um, getting those top 10 finishes. Um, before we move on from Aston Martin, Dave, did you see... Oh, sorry, you want to say something there, go on? I was just going to say something to, for you. So when we're finished kind of analysing uh, uh, everybody here for t- for for yesterday's race, um, I want to hear what everybody's uh, thoughts were on the driver of the day or who who people would have picked for the driver of the day. Oh, okay. okay. So just uh, I just thought I'd throw that in there to keep that in mind for the end. Okay, perfect. Um, yeah, so just just a quick one about Fernando complimenting uh, Stroll and his driving while watching the big screens as he was driving around. <laughs> it was pretty funny. It just shows how how much he in control of that position he was. He had nothing else to do but watch those screens. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's 
poor old Lance Stroll, though. Jesus. He's better than that. I mean, I don't think that does him any justice whatsoever. Just It did show, though, that it was strange that some cars, because going into that race, um, a lot of drivers said that it was going to be impossible to overtake because the because the track was green and off offline was just slippy as hell. Like you just you there was no grip out there at all. Um, but there was there was cars able to overtake. But sort of further back, you know, it just uh, yeah there was some drivers just maybe they just it was a confidence thing. They just weren't willing to to give it you know risk it, uh, and other drivers were. So um, yeah, so yeah, I wouldn't take anything from Lance Stroll on. To, the performance, you know, we know he's better than that, and that car is better than that. Yeah, it, it's surprising again that there was no no flags whatsoever when there was such the, this lack of confidence in the cars, and we saw the the qualifying. There was a spin here and there. We nearly had the uh, Gasly Norris incident that I predicted. Yeah, um, but absolutely nothing. Are you are you surprised by the fact that we had no flags whatsoever in this race? Especially as there was a green track, like I said, especially that rained. All the rubber was gone off the track. It was gusty. All the drivers were talking on the grid, like you know, they were kind of they were concerned about the 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 wind. So I yeah, I hundred percent expected there was going to be a, a spin, even just a sort of a self inflicted one at, at best. You know, I didn't necessarily think there was going to be drivers taking each other out, but uh, definitely thought there was going to be a self inflicted spin somewhere. But yeah, nothing, nothing at all. Makes it hard to podcast on, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, it does a bit. Yeah. Um, all right, let's move on to the the Mercs yesterday. Um, seemed to be oh, Cedro, sorry, I see you there. Maybe it's the the fact that Latifi is gone. So <laughs> with yeah. him, it was always guaranteed to have a flag or a DNF or a safety card on. Latifi and Mazapin, we would have <laughs> been in for a hell of a hell of a Miami GP. Yeah, it, it was not to be, though. No. Uh, every, every driver can actually drive their car this year. Um, let, let's talk about uh, George and Lewis in, in the Mercs. A few complaints back to the, the wall. Lewis doing his usual thing, talking about tires. George complaining about the front wing, um, something that never really came to fruition. And they seem to kind of just, again, like Alonso, they were just ticking away. There's a few nice overtakes. Merck Mer did OK today, Dave, didn't they? I think they did a great job considering where they thought they would have finished. Uh, Hamilton obviously had a bit of a moan at the start. I know Russell was concerned about the, the wing, your possible wing damage, but um, I think they did great. And they, by far, I thought they were better than uh, better than Ferrari, especially when you consider sort of where we thought Ferrari were in comparison to Mercedes, that Ferrari were going to be maybe like sort of well ahead of, of Mercedes at this stage. So the fact that they come to this race and Mercedes are looking like they are a little bit more in control um, and had a little bit more of a performance um, over Ferrari, uh, this definitely going to be a concern for Ferrari and a, and a plus for, for Mercedes. Um, but uh I think as well, going into Imola, like they have a big upgrade coming in Imola, which is supposed to sort of highlight um, sort of issues that they have at the moment. Um, and will sort of, the idea I think is to give them a, a sort of a stable platform to build on for the rest of the season. So um, I think we could see all going well for Mercedes now. We could see something happening for them um, from, from Imola onwards. But I mean, how many times have we said this and... Uh, yeah, yeah, you know, it just turns into a shopping trolley with a lick of paint. 
Groundhog Day. Um, mm. it, it was impressive enough when you think about where Hamilton started. He was in P13 when, when he started the race. And, and he and, dropped back even further as well at one stage. That's right, yeah. And then came back, fought back to P6. So, mm. I mean, a, a pretty damn good race, considering it's it's really just the, the sky um, coverage that, that made it. They didn't really focus on, on Hamilton an awful lot, but he did he did great to get back to where he was. Well, to be fair, the coverage on that race, the the race director, I found that we were looking at like there was uh, that overtake um, after Verstappen overtook Perez and they were going down to the back straight. I kind of wanted to see whether Perez had enough left to try and, you know, catch um, Verstappen on the back straight. You know, I knew he wasn't going to be able to battle too much longer, but I thought on the initial overtake, let's f- follow the battle and see what happens. But yeah. no, we ended up cutting to a a scene of the crowd, of someone in the crowd just cheering on the overtake. And I'm like, and then when we cut back to the live scenes, it, like Verstappen was like a second and a half ahead. And I was like, all right, so I didn't need to watch it then. Is that what you're telling me? <laughs> like, you know, so yeah, some of the race directing was absolutely brutal, like for, for the uh, for the video feed. Yeah, is that the same? Um, is it the same person who takes care of that every race, or is that does that change? I haven't a clue. If I'm honest, I don't know whether they ship them around or whether they they use. Yeah, uh, actually, no idea. Not a clue. Um, anything to to say about uh, Mercedes and and Hamilton in particular today, Cedro? I think Hamilton was was very good uh, this uh, this race, especially uh, the part where they uh, let Russell go without any fight. I think that was uh, a good point for him to show maturity and say, yeah, I'll let him go. I know he can do better than me just moaning here. So mm. I think it was it was a, a fair point from uh, Hamilton. Mm. Maybe some hope for, for Mercedes to get that car right. Um, yeah. Definitely have the drivers, though, don't they? Um, all right, let's let's move on to, uh, to Ferrari. Dave, is it luck or is it just... What is going on at Ferrari? Oh, I don't know. Like today, or not today. Gee, I forgot we're on Monday. Yeah, I keep this this race weekend, I I don't know what happened to them. Like it's absolute disaster. And do you know what I'm con- concerned about? Um, well, to start with, actually, the low point was when you watch Leclerc's where where Leclerc should have been battling with maybe Alonso or Mercedes and you know looking at the top end of the you know looking for a podium instead he's in back in P10 battling with their customer car in a Haas and you're like oh my days like this has gone Pitong really fast <laughs> like this is not good and I don't know I have a sneak like I have a feeling that there's a Vettel Ferrari relationship forming here when Vettel got booted. That Vettel lost confidence in Ferrari's ability, and Ferrari lost confidence in Vettel, and there was a bit of a, a, a loggerhead going on there in in the team. And as a result, then Vettel passed, you know, you know, moved on, like you know, and just gave, you know, where do you go, Aston Martin? And I just have a feeling that there's. I, I don't know. I just get the sense that there's a bit, the drivers are getting frustrated with the car and the team and not having the car that they want. But I also get the feeling from the the team side of things that they feel that the driver should be extracting more, that they've got a bit more reliability and the driver should be extracting more from the car. Mm. Um, and I could nearly see both points. I mean, I can see Leclerc maybe making more, more mistakes this year than he's ever made. Like we thought he was going to, you know, 
it was understood in his first years, you know, he was going to make mistakes. But as things went on, we assumed he was going to mature. He was going to settle in. He was going to grow in confidence. But it just seems to be going the opposite completely. If anything, I would say Sainz has more of a level head uh, in the car than Leclerc does. So I don't know if, if it kind of keeps escalating like this. I could see by the end of the season, not necessarily Ferrari want to get rid of Leclerc because they don't think he's a good driver, but just that the team aren't on the same page. They're frustrated with each other. And if another opportunity comes up, um, either or may take it. I look, I could be way out of line, but that's just my feeling so far that things are not progressing with them since last year. And the same thing happened with Vettel. So that's my that's my early take on it. I mean, there was a little bit of smoke there a few weeks ago with the whole Mercedes Leclerc thing, and you know, it, it, it was it could happen. Um, maybe his head has been turned a little bit by that also. But um, Isidro, what do you think of of Ferrari this weekend? Complete disaster yet again. Yeah, complete disaster. And like I said before, I think Ferrari is missing Binotto. I mean, it's been four races and it's not looking good so far. I mean, the worst that Ferrari had last year was maybe P8 or P6. And right now they had, what, uh, two DNFs and a P12 overall so far. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's not looking good. And Leclerc is definitely not uh, not the same as he was before. Not sure if it's in his head, his car, or both. But definitely there's something there. Yeah, And maybe Leclerc will jump to Mercedes and Ferrari get an experienced driver like Hamilton and maybe things can get better. But at the moment, Ferrari is not is not good. Even Haas was looking better this weekend than Ferrari. Now you is Haas. We don't mention Haas on this on this podcast. <laughs> unless it's in a in, in a, a negative like heart. Yeah, unless we're poking fun. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah. Horrible. But yeah, Ferrari are sorry, across you Scott. Yeah, but yeah, Ferrari are like I mean, they're fourth in the constructors behind Mercedes and Aston Martin. I mean, who would have thought that going into this season after last season? I mean, everybody assumed, you know, that car was a perfect platform for this season to to build on. And we, I think most people thought that they were maybe not necessarily going to win the, the titles this year, but maybe they were going to be able to challenge, win a few races, or at least put the scares up Red Bull a little bit. I mean, they've gone backwards. They had a they had a great platform. If they could have just got the reliability right and then start tweaking it, but they seem to have got the reliability right, or to some degree, they've they've improved the reliability, and everything else has just gone backwards. Mm. So I don't know. Even the strategies are have improved. Like I mean, I don't think there's any really necessary strategy calls that I've kind of gone. Jesus, what are they doing? I think the strategies are seem to be okay. Uh, it, it's just. Oh, I don't know, just the performance, like I said, confidence in the car from the drivers. I think we spoke about this actually going back a few races ago <clears throat> about what was going on with Ferrari. Was it like the second race in or something? And we just said that we felt that the drivers didn't have the confidence in the car. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, so this is seems to be an ongoing thing. Yeah, well, and Italy comes up next in the calendar. So interesting to see how they react to that. Well, they're already getting slated in the press in Italy. So if they absolutely make a balls of it in in Italy in uh, Imola, I, they'll be hung. They'll be trying to you know get getting uh, special forces to get them out of the country. Like well, the heat is on. Um, it'll be interesting to see how that develops um, over the, the next few races. 
let's have a quick little chat um but before we move on to the, the best of of the rest today last week on the podcast we decided to go in pretty hard uh on alpine saying that we could probably replace them completely on the grid with no one and it'd make the same uh difference so this week they decided to shove it right in our faces and come back with a p8 and p9 uh dave alpine take it away <laughs> They will be outside the top 10 in Imola, okay. guaranteed. <laughs> I I think they, they've only both finished inside the top 10 once, I think, so far this season. I think it was, was it Bahrain, was it, or Saudi? Hmm. Um, let me have a quick gander here. Everybody hold their, hold their drawers for a second to like prove my point. Um. Yes, I think it was just, it was only in uh, Saudi Arabia, I think they finished inside the top 10. Uh, oh no, they had a they had a car inside the top 10, actually, sorry, in, uh, in Bahrain as well, one car. So, I mean, look, they they went from what, 8th and 9th to 13th and 14th and back to 8th and 9th. I mean, hardly the, you know, you know hardly... Uh, time to call in the Red Bull catering team for the party. Like, you know, it's, <laughs> we know they do the best expensive sandwiches over there. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's, uh, yeah, I, I think they're going to, they're, they're going to drop out of that again. I think they're going to drop outside the top 10. I think they're going to fluctuate for the next while. I don't know what major upgrades or if any major upgrades they have coming for Imola. Hmm. And uh, again, going into this season, I was more hopeful for, Alpine, I think everybody was. I thought we they they had a car that was going to do do something, and maybe sort of be up in the mix in the constructors for the maybe the fourth place or or third place. No, not a chance. Uh, yeah, I I think they're going to fluctuate for a while. Right. Okay. So Isidro, is the Renaissance on or off at Alpine? I've got to say, it didn't feel natural to see Alcon in third place for <laughs> what around <laughs> ten laps or something. Yeah, didn't feel right, but uh, I think they'll be uh, like they were saying they'll be fluctuating. But I imagine if they keep um, what they're doing and Ferrari keep what they're doing, uh, Alpine might get Ferrari on the on the fourth place. Hmm. Interesting. Go on, Dave. This meaning that Ferrari is just be uh, a mess over time, basically. Not Alpine improving, but Ferrari just. Dropping the ball more and more. I think they. I, I just checked there as well. Actually, they've uh, they've upgrades coming for Imola that are supposed to be worth or rumored to be worth three tenths of a second. Ooh. So if that comes good, I mean, they they may be more consistently inside that top ten. So um, there, I think there's going to be a lot of with all the upgrades teams are bringing for Imola. I think there's there, we're going to really sort of start seeing where where what the lay of the land is in terms of the development race and, and where people will be for the rest of the season. And so, um, yeah, kind of just funny. Imola's, I like Imola, but it's never been my kind of, I'm excited for that. You know, it's, it's not one that I kind of mark on the calendar as my, my favorite, mm. but I have to say this year now it's because of the way Red Bull have just dominated. Other teams have dropped off and haven't gained and stuff like that. But there's a lot of kind of potential around the upgrades coming to Imola for the rest of the season. So I'm kind of in, excited for, for Imola now this year. Yeah. No, I, I, I always, I, I do like Imola. I like it as a track. Um, mm, yeah. 
Yeah, interesting one. All right, Dave, uh, I'll let you take this one. We'll, we'll talk a little bit about your favorite team, Haas. Uh, what do you think of K-Mag this weekend getting inside the top 10? Really? We're talking about Haas? <laughs> and you use me as the first person to ask. Uh, you've got to All give right. it to K-Mag in fairness. Oh, shit, I dropped my pen. <laughs> All right. That's how, how enraged I was. I dropped my pen on the floor. Um, yeah, Kevin Magnan, uh, do you know what? Kevin Magnan did a great job. Um, I think that battle with Ferrari, I think, was more not just about Magnussen and Haas doing a great job, but more Ferrari doing a terrible job uh, yeah. and having to be back there in that battle. Uh, Hulkenberg, I have in my fantasy team, but didn't do much. Uh, but he still got me four points, though. But uh, largely, I, I, yeah, I've not much to say on Haas. Yeah, like I said. K-Mag did a good job, but uh, yeah, I'd sooner see them finish last. Uh, Cedro, what do you think of, of K-Mag there in qualifying as well, picking up a P4? He was so happy at the end. You could, you could see the joy that will never happen again this uh, this season, most likely. Especially because Leclerc messed up, so I'm not sure if that was on purpose. Well, but he, he did get a P1 last year, though. Did he? So... Yeah, do you not remember? He got P1 in, um, in uh, wasn't it in the Circuit of the Americas or something? Was it a sprint race that he got P1 in? Yeah. So it wasn't it was one not... of the American races? That's right. It was a sprint race, though, and I got him to qualify first on the grid, I think. But was it Brazil? I think it might have been Brazil. I have to. Oh, that sounds that sounds right. Yeah, that sounds right. Hang on a second. I, I'll just quickly check. I think Russell. Um, it was. It was Brazil. Look at you with your memory. I know, yeah. But I didn't want to happy. One, it's it's good, but everything else, it's terrible. <laughs> these these kids, these kids, Azidro, being able to have <laughs> have longevity in their in in memory. Me me and uh, <laughs> me and Azidro tend to forget the end of our sentence by the time we've started. <laughs> Just waste, wasting away. Um, all right. Well, Dave, talk to me about the rookies. You've got a little point you'd like to bring up about the rookies this season. Yeah, I was just wondering what everybody's opinion was on the on the rookies this year because um I mean we've got DeFries, Piastri, and Logan Sargent this year. Um and DeFries, like my, my I only have three little short points on each of them, but DeFries I think could end up finding himself not lasting the whole season if he doesn't kind of sort of uh, smarten up quick because Helmut Marco is ruthless. He's no problem just axing someone and the fact that you're a rookie means nothing to him. You know, I'm, I'm sure you get a race or two to, to, to learn the ropes, but it's formula one, you know, you don't get a betting in season, you know, you get, unless you have serious world potential, you know, uh, world championship potential, but otherwise you're gone. And I think the freeze, if he keeps performing the way he is and finishing down the back or crashing out DNF. Um, yeah, I think he could be gone by the end of the season. Um, Piastri, I think, is doing the best job he can in that McLaren. And I think he's on par with what Lando's producing in that McLaren, give or take. So I don't think we're really seeing the best of of Piastri. But out of the three um, rookies that are there this year, I think probably Piastri is the one that has the most potential. Um, because then Logan Sargent, like in that Williams, I mean, Albon... Now, I think Albon's is... I think we, I've said it loads of times. He's like the George Russell... Uh, when George Russell left, like George Russell, like he just extracted so much out of that car more than it was able to do. I think Alex Albon is doing that. He's he's pushing that car to within its limits or a little bit beyond. 
But Logan Sargent doesn't see he Logan Sargent, I think, is driving a Williams from like, you know, three years ago or something like that, where they didn't even stand a, a ghost chance of getting off the back row of the grid. Yeah. So, again, if that continues, I don't see him. He'll last the season. Williams aren't a team that will probably, you know, that would consider axing him midway through the season because, I mean, there's not much for them to gain if they did that. But certainly he'll get the full season. And I can't imagine if he continues those performances and doesn't get past the back of the grid, he'll be gone as well, I'd say, by the end of the season or, uh, you know, at the end of the season. Yeah. Isidro, the rooks. I think one of the problems with uh, Nick De Vries is that he set the bar higher when he did two points last year in the first time getting an F1 seat. And. He got the Alpha Tauri and now he's just a, a disappointment. So that will not uh, look good on him. But I'm, I don't know if it's his fault, it's the car, but you set the bar high when you got two points on the F1 seat for the first time. Now you are a full F1 driver and you get nothing in five races. Yeah, Dave? Uh, no, before you move on to the other two drivers, uh, on that the freeze one, you're 100% right. We said this last season as well when there was talk of him getting the drive this year. And we said, how can he be getting offered? Like he was being offered a Formula One drive on the back of one race that earned him, what, two points for in a Williams that was suited. That was, I think that was, was that Monza or Imola? It was one of the Italian races. Yeah, it was one of the Italian ones, yeah. And it was on, but it was on a circuit that really suited that Williams, like the Williams really performed well. Uh, so like it wasn't necessarily like, yes, he did a good job, but you could have had anybody else in that car. It it, it suited it. And he got a drive off the back of that. Yeah. I remember at the time I was raging. <laughs> Sorry. I think, I think he largely benefited from the fact that Latifi was the one who was driving the car. Usually Williams were so starved of having any sort of decent driver in there that they're like, we have to take this guy. Let's, let's give him a contract, please. Yeah. Anything. Yeah. You're right. You're right. Yeah. Sorry, Isidro, for, for uh, interrupting you. And uh, Logan Sargent, uh, I think he can do better. I'm not sure if he's afraid of crashing car far too much time, and then it will happen the same. It happened to Mick Schumacher that, well, you crash six, seven times, you are costing one, two, three million. You got to go. So I'm not sure if uh, Logan is afraid of that. I think he needs to push that Williams uh, much, much harder because Albon is doing the same, and He's trying to get points. I think he got one point so far, I think. Hmm. So I think he needs just to push uh, further that Williams and not be afraid of uh, crashing the car if he needs. Hmm. And Piastri is doing well from all the all the rookies. I mean, it's a McLaren, and it's a McLaren from this year, not last year. So based on that, he's doing a, a good job. Yeah, I'd largely agree with with uh, the points. I don't think I have anything really to add there. You've you've covered it all up, um, Dave. You want to have a little chat about the driver of the day? Oh, just I was curious what everyone's driver of the day was because I think uh, the official driver of the day was given to Max Verstappen, and you know I thought I thought that was a bit not really warranted considering you could have put you could have put a potato in that Red Bull, mm-hmm. and he would have still got it onto the you know into P one. You know there was it was. You know, you've got a, you know, people go around and shopping trolleys and then you've got someone with a rocket on their back. You know, it was just, there was no, it was, there was no competition in it for him to, I didn't, I thought to be warranted driver of the day. I know he could only race what he has in front of him, but I think if you're up against it, 
I think there's uh, there, there's other people that maybe benefit from or deserve driver of the day. And I'll be honest, I thought maybe like Lewis Hamilton or something like that, maybe uh, George Russell, uh, someone in a car that maybe shouldn't have performed as well as it did. They had competition. It was hard fought. But I mean, if you're driving a car with cheat codes, um, you know, <laughs> how, how can you get driver of the day? Like it was inevitable you were going to win it. Do you, the question really is, do, do you now stop Max Verstappen getting driver of the day for the rest of the rest of the season because of the car that he's in, regardless of the performance? No, 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 of course not. But I just thought in that particular, like, I mean, you have to, <laughs> to get driver of the day, I think it has to be, you have to prove it was an effort. You had to work hard at it. Like, you know, I didn't see there was much, like, I mean, Yes, he came from ninth to first. And in, you know, on paper, that sounds like a serious challenge, but mm. not for that Red Bull. I mean, look how easy. I mean, he overtook K Mag and uh, Leclerc, both going into turn one, just kind of went, ah, I'm not going to do one at a time to take both of them. Do you mm. know, it was just that's how easy it was. Like, I mean, he then took, I think, was it Ocon? He took, or uh, was it Ocon or Gasly? Who, who was it? The, the Alpines he took? Well, Gasly. Oh, it was Gasly. Gasly, sorry. And then. The other Ferraris he took uh the it's just like it was easy. There was no challenge. And that's why I just think I it was a bit a bit uh unfair giving him driver of the day when you know you're in a car that just does not offer um you know it, it doesn't allow for anyone to be competitive and, and, and cause you a bit of any sort of a challenge. Not saying that he's not a great driver or anything like that, of course, and that he never deserves driver of the day, of course he does. But just in the, this particular race, I think there was no challenge to him whatsoever. Ninth, he could have started last and got P1. Um, I mean, he even said at the start, or um, Alonso said, he says, um, I expect to see uh, Verstappen in my wing mirrors by lap 25. And then in the cool down room, he says, he turns around and says, how long was it? And he goes, I think it was lap 14. I mean, <laughs> that just shows like how easy it was. Like, you know, when the likes of an experienced driver like Alonso expected it to be lap 25 but in reality it turned out to be lap 14 mm. like yeah i would have given it to the likes of hamilton or something like that I, yeah so i was wondering who you guys would have given for your driver of the day go on Cedro. why not k mark mm -hmm. i don't like us but uh you defend that uh you've asked was always on the points. <laughs> <laughs> it was also on the point start before he fought with Leclerc, and he still got one point at the end of the day that's something because yeah. all the other drivers that you said, they always been driver of the day. I don't think Gamag ever got that. So we're that just giving, we're, we're giving him driver of the day just because he's never won it before. Is this, <laughs> is this, is this like a, this, this is this is yeah. the woke version of F one? Is it? <laughs> Everyone gets a participation medal. <laughs> show, show and tell in primary school. So you get your chance to get. It. Don't worry. All right. So I'm going to go with Hamilton. Zedro's going with K Mag. Uh, who who have you got for your driver of the day, Scotty? I would agree with you, Dave. Yeah, no, I'd say Hamilton. Um, seeing as we're not not giving it to Verstappen. Um, the, Why the, you would have given it to Verstappen? I think so. I think so. Coming from P9, I know it was easy, but he can't help the fact that it's so easy for him. It's not that's his fault. no that that's no way of justifying. <laughs> oh, he can't help that he's in a class car and there was no challenge. Like that's like saying like, oh, everybody pulled over and he just drove straight from P9 to P1 because nobody else was on the track. But not his fault. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. I I wouldn't uh I I wouldn't have taken it away from him. I, I think he, it was a phenomenal drive. We're going to see more of this throughout the season. I think this is a conversation we're going to have week by week. Like okay, but this week it was this amount of easy for Verstappen. So we can't give him the driver of the day this week because it was this easy. 
I don't think that's I, fair. I think he could put him in any other car and he'd still challenge. Well, um, I vote, as as we all have very differing opinions here, I vote at the end of the podcast, before we roll on to the prediction game, we all fucking uh, throw our fucking driver of the day into the hat because and justify it because uh, it could like be that. interesting. I like that. I like that. Well, on saying that, Dave, I've got no more points to really bring up. So we are at that point where we're heading on to the predictions game. Just on the on the point thing, Max Verstappen got only got twenty seven percent of the votes for driver of the day, and Perez got twelve. So per- Perez was second with twelve. Yeah. Jesus, twelfth tw- was second place. Bloody hell! Who was third place? Uh, Alonso, nine point eight percent of the votes. That's lazy voting, isn't it? Really? Yeah, that was very much in a you know Mac Verstappen bandwagon voting, wasn't it? That yeah. that was yeah. That was very much a Scotty run poll, that was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, I'm not taking it away from Max Feckett. Um, all right, Dave, will we go on, go on, go on? Yeah, gonna... Prediction game. No, no, that was it. I was I was ready to just launch straight in. I wasn't even allowing <laughs> you to do your wrap up and finish. All right, okay. All right, let's launch in here now. So, okay, we'll have a quick recap of the table, which says I'm on two points, Scotty on one point. And a zero on zero points, but I have a feeling that could be changing this week. Uh oh. So, uh, my top three prediction for this week was Max Verstappen. I got one point for that. Uh, Leclerc. Oh no, I didn't get one point. Sorry, I got got it right. Um, zero for Leclerc and Alonso. I got correct. Scotty, uh, who did you have? Well, currently I'm trying to get into the predictions game. So why don't you tell me who I had? I'll tell you who you had. <laughs> You had Max Verstappen. And for some reason, you have Alex Albon, P2. What? (laughs) (laughs) All right, you had Perez, P2, and Alonso, P3. Beautiful. Beautiful. Uh, All right, uh, Zidro. I got Perez first, Max second, and Alonso third. All right, so we have a bit of an issue here. Scotty's in the lead so far. All right, my flop for this week was Perez with a DNF. Did not happen. Are you into your... Uh, pre- no, I'm in- not. I can't get it open. fuck's sake. <laughs> oh, there it is. Okay, hold on, hold on. Um, okay, so my flop for the week uh, was... Is not Lando- being able to open Google Drive. <laughs> yeah, that too. Uh, Lando Norris DNF, which did not happen, and I also predicted that Gasly would take him out, which nearly happened. Yeah, so yeah, close. yeah. But no, no cigar. Zero points. And Isidro. DNF. Nothing. Oh, my God. I'm an embarrassment to this game. (laughs) (laughs) I I, I nicked a freeze in the top 10. (laughs) What a joke. That's the last time Uh, that happens. All right. Uh, Yeah, I went for an Albon top 10, which didn't happen either. No, No, but I mean, there was more reality in that than the freeze. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. Um and uh, yeah, of course. I'll want up then. Copying the homework. <laughs> <laughs> we should switch it up and have Cesidro go second for a while, see what happens. Uh no. All right. So and uh, my outside bet of Mick Schumacher getting a top ten finish did not happen either. <laughs> so close. Uh, so close. All right. Well, the totals mean that Scotty takes the win this yes. week. Two weeks and what does that mean for the tables? That means me and Scotty joint top on two points each yeah. and a zero at the bottom with zero points. That's what happens when you copy the homework. 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. Next up, Imola. So, uh, what's Imola? Two weeks time, isn't it? Yeah. So, Imola. My predictions are like as it's a fairly fast circuit. I mean, I'd be mad not going with Verstappen. All right, I just hang on a second. I'm just throw. Oh, sorry. Max Verstappen P1. I'm going Perez P2. And until I see evidence to the contrary, I'm going to have to go Alonso P3. It's like having Haaland in your Premier League fucking yeah. fancy team. Ridiculous. Yeah. Um, okay, my top three. Should I just copy and paste the top three for all of us? Or <laughs> Oh, no, 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 no. I'm going to change it up. Ooh, um, so my top three, there's, there's, there's evidence for this so far. Mm-hmm. Uh, Perez and Verstappen have been trading back and forth throughout the last few races. So Verstappen had his shot last week. I'm going to say Perez is going to be P1. I'm going to nice. go for Verstappen P2. Yeah. And here's my outside bet. Oh, wow. Uh, Carlos Sainz P3. Well, he DNF'd last year, so he's yeah. due a result, I guess. Yeah, and it's in Italy. I think there's there's something there for Ferrari um, home race, possibly. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll go with that. All right, Cedro. Oh, hang on, yeah, um, you're 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 ruling out the, the both Aston Martins and both Mercedes and Leclerc. All five drivers just not going to get that P3. <laughs> you're uh, going with Science. I'm not uh, ruling them uh, out. I'm I'm ruling I'm ruling that Science will have a performance. All right, you know. All right. I can't argue against it. Well, I tried, but I'm, <laughs> I can't. <laughs> all right, Cedro, who you got for your top three? Uh, Max Perez and Alonso. Yeah, copy my homework. <laughs> learn by now no threat on the Ferrari boys <laughs> yeah not yet not yet uh, alright so my flop who do I have I, let me go to a, oh yeah I forgot this uh, this does follow up from Zidro's comment of no no confidence uh, I'm going with Leclerc DNF oh DNF as well yeah Ooh, what do you see uh, I just think there's going to be He's gonna. He's gonna. It's gonna be self-inflicted. He's gonna. He's gonna bin it in a wall. I think, or into a gravel trap or something like that. I think he's just. He's either not confident enough, or he's overconfident and pushes the car beyond the grip that he has, and he's gonna put it into a in into a gravel trap or something. Yeah. Yeah, I could well see that happen. Self-inflicted, though. Interesting. Um, okay, my flap for the week is going to be Hamilton, and I'll see if you give this to me outside the top ten. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I give that to you. Yeah. Um, he's been damn consistent this season, so I'm going to take a punt on Hamilton, not putting in a performance here. I, he's fourth in drivers' championship. Yeah, I know. I know. He's got a, you know, he's a punt. Yeah. You go go for a couple of punts this week. Signs and getting that P3 and Hamilton DNF. I like it. Yeah, it's the confidence of winning two weeks in a row now. You see. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. I like it. Nothing like seeing someone throw away a hat trick of wins. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, Zidra, who's your flop for uh, for Imola? I would go with uh, Russell outside top 10. No, no. Could be outside top five. Is this just copying someone else's homework in different writing styles? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Using your left hand to write. Um... No, Josh Russell, DNF. Oof. DNF? <laughs> I was still considering the outside the top five thing, but no. so we're gonna no, have. Because... Like, I wouldn't have given it to you anyway. No, outside top five wasn't happening, but outside top ten, I would have given it to him. But I mean, he, he that that doesn't include a DNF. You you'd have to pick one or the other. No, no, 
Russell DNF. Ooh, fucking hell. Okay. The, those shot. updates will only work for Mr. Reliability. <laughs> All right. Uh, okay. My fucking surprise is going to be... Uh, if you couldn't tell by the cursing, I couldn't find what my surprise was. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> my surprise is... I've gone with Albon, top 10. Safe bet. That's a yeah. popular one. Well, the Williams is is strong. Hmm. In uh, strong, it should be strong here. So, was this the race last year, or maybe it was Australia? Actually, he went for the whole race without changing the tires. That was Australia, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah that was Australia yeah. last year. Sorry, I thought it was Italy. Um, yeah, good safe bet. Um, okay, my surprise. Um, I don't know if you'll give us give me this one. Uh, Norris inside the top ten. Hmm. There's silence. They're pondering. <laughs> I I mean, if I, I want to say yes. I I think that that should be allowed. I mean, the McLarens are brutal. Yeah, they're crap. And look at the the recent uh, recent results. I mean, he he did get a P nine in Azerbaijan and a P six in Australia. Yeah, but I mean, it's they look terrible. I mean, you can't like I I couldn't force him to uh, to 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 go any higher than a top ten because if he if he said inside the top eight, that's even that's that's getting a bit unlikely. Mm. So, so it's going to be between eight and ten. Oh, okay. What if I what if I lock a position? Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, that that's that's the un, there's a unanimous yes to that. Then okay. Okay, I'm going to say Landon Norris P eight. Oh, fucking hell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'll give it to you. Oh, great, good, good. <laughs> I just meant P eight. I was like, mm, I would have, I, I would have fucking gone with probably P ten or P nine or something. Uh, I, I want to get this one across the line. <laughs> all right, uh, all right. Now, uh, Zero, your surprise. Similar to Scotty, of course. Piastri top ten. <laughs> the which? Piastri top ten. Yeah, Piastri. Yeah, that's safe. Top ten. That's what I say. I think you only got the P eight. In Australia, that was it. Yeah, yeah, and I don't think uh, we we have to get a position on that one because I mean he's a rookie. Like it's not like uh, Norris would be a bit more expecting. So yeah, I agree with that one. Okay, all right, that's perfect. Okay, well I'm looking forward to England now next week. That should be good. <laughs> so, uh, well, that's it for this week. Everybody, we shall be back in two weeks for the Imola GP race review. And as always, uh, you know, get following and liking and all that usual jazz. And uh, feel free to join us on the Late Night Race Review official fantasy football. Fantasy football. Why do I always say that? It just <laughs> comes from the heart. Yeah. Uh, the official F1 fantasy league. Uh, there's prizes and all that jazz in it. So join us until next week. No, two weeks. <laughs>